Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating the sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life, or lack of it, affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Melitza Yelenich. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich, and I'm so glad to be with you guys today. Um, it's such a funny thing. Like I, I was looking at um, how many ways I present information on this program and a lot of times people are like hey but you're the sex expert guys I'm actually not the sex expert I just like doing research <laughs> so but I, I love it and 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 I do get that there's this thing uh, especially in marketing and in this reality we have this thing where you have to present yourself as an expert in order for people to actually listen to you and the funny thing is is you are just as much of an expert with sex and bodies as I am. I just happen to be the one talking about it. And if you think you're not actually an expert at it, chances are you're probably way better at it than you think you are. So before I really delve into this topic, because, hey, the show's done now. I had to say what I had to say. <laughs> but uh, before I get into this topic really deeply, I'd just like you uh, to have a little... Uh, introduction to me. So for those of you who are first-time listeners, you might not know uh, who is this person and what does she do. So I'm actually a body worker. One of the things that I do in life is that I actually do a lot of something called um, the mitzvah technique, which is a somatic body work. So it's a very, very gentle technique. Some people say it's like having yoga done to you. And a lot of people, um, even after a session, will say, I didn't really notice that anything happened and then they get off the table and they're like, oh, my my neck is better. Oh, oh, my back is better. But it's it's actually so incredibly gentle that a lot of people uh, don't even notice that anything's happening until uh, they leave and they realize that something's changed. So that's like the beauty of it. Actually, that's the beauty of a lot of the work that I do. Uh, Access Bars is like that as well for a lot of people who come and have sessions and, and not to expect that, not to try and have any projections or expectations of a session if you ever come to have a session with me. But it's to just be aware that like so, the stuff is so incredibly subtle. It's it's our energetic bodies and so many of us are so out of touch even with our physical bodies that we don't even notice our energetic bodies. So part of one of uh, the things that I love, love to do is to actually have you become uh, and to to actually facilitate so that you can become more aware of your physical body, your energetic bodies, uh, you the being. So that's really like where a lot of my joy comes from. And for me, bodies, you know, love movement. They love pleasure. And so I like to offer that to you through this show as well, through discussions and through all kinds of stuff. So um, it's part of the pleasure part of bodies is that a lot of people have this sort of idea that pleasure is is a certain thing for one and that pleasure is is only when you're doing things that are soft and gentle but there are 
you know, people on the planet who are like into bondage. So um, I probably will be doing a show soon on that. I do know that I've done one in the past, maybe it was about two years ago, on uh, S&M and bondage. Um, and I just recently heard that there's actually a really cool test you can take online um, that helps you get more aware of your own sexual reality. So, um, yeah, look forward to that. It may actually be the next episode that I do on The Pleasure Zone if I can locate that. So, uh, again, I'm not the sex expert, but there is a lot of information out there in the world. And, um, you know, if you are somebody who's curious uh, about things, then you probably have already done some research, uh, whether it's been Googling it, you know, watching some YouTube videos, reading books. There is like a wealth of information out there about sex and bodies. Uh, the very first book I remember reading about sex was The Joy of Sex. And um, I don't know so much that I read it or that I just looked at pictures and skimmed through it because I really didn't want anybody to know I was looking at it at probably like the age of 20 or something. Um, and there, and I do actually remember having information about um, sex in my life prior to that, which was through this fabulous show. And for those of you um, who are Canadian, you would remember um, this show called Sex with Sue. It was on Sunday nights across Canada on rock. It was like Q107 in Ontario, and it was like across Canada. And then she became like national. She got into the U.S. and people were watching her on TV there. So, um, yeah, that sexpert Sue, she was pretty amazing. And she was actually one of um, the people who really, uh, in my life, was a great source of information about uh, all things to do with copulation. So from her resources, she did a lot of information that was like mostly based on um, anatomy. Uh, not a lot of it was energetic. Some of it was emotional. Like she would mention that, you know, possibly, you know, liking your partner would help. <laughs> and uh, she also was, you know, would talk about being uh, comfortable or whatever with your body. So a lot of the stuff she had was really pragmatic, practical tools on body parts, um, like getting people to know their bodies. So, uh, you know, in the late 80s, it was, it was almost like it was um, the new discovery. It was like a new planet discovery that clitorises existed um, and people were talking about it. Or for me, it was a brand new discovery because I was like, you know, 12 or 13 years old listening to Sexpert Sue talk about clitorises. And I was like, brilliant, because I was like, I know I have one. I've been playing with it for a long time. Oh, it's got a name. Oh, hi, clitoris. How are you doing today? It's like, wow, I could have this like friendship now with my clitoris that I didn't have before because it was just kind of like, oh, that felt good. And as like a little kid, I would, um, you know, get, get turned on by all kinds of things. Like most kids who are aware, uh, even kids who aren't aware are getting turned on by things, but they're not aware of what they're turned on by. Quite frankly, I don't know what I, uh, if I was aware of what I was turned on by. Uh, I just know I was really turned on. And, you know, I, re I remember being um, kind of pulled aside by my mom when I was about five or six years old. Um, she'd been washing my sheets and she, she gave me my pillow and, and she said, um, how about if you smell this? And I was like, hmm, this smells great. It smelled like my crotch and I thought it smelled fantastic. And my mom's like, this stinks. You need to wash it. You need to get this washed. And I was like, 
oh. And I do know that at some point around then is when I started to judge um, the smell of my crotch and everything. Uh, even though, uh, like now, I, you know, it's taken me a long time to kind of stop that. And there were different things that added on to it over life, um, you know, comments I'd heard from uh, guys talking about girls, it wasn't even about me particularly, but I just started to own all these conversations, like guys talking about how girls' crotches smell and girls talking about how other girls smell. Like, it it was just this thing where I started to judge myself. So um, it's not that I've been somebody who talks about sex my whole life, uh, so that doesn't make me an expert in sex. It's just that over time, I've actually become very very um having a lot more ease with the conversation with it i was actually telling somebody the other day and it was completely true like at, at the age of 24 or 25 I, I remember doing um psychic readings for somebody and there was you know all this like sexual stuff coming up and penises flying out of the cards and they're hitting me in the head and it was like whoa and uh, i was really uncomfortable with having a conversation with somebody about um about genitals about sex i think i was almost 20 when I finally admitted to a lover that I masturbated, even though I've been doing it since I was four. And there's so there's so much that we're actually hiding from ourselves is what I am really trying to get at is that when you actually start to look at what you know, this is where you can start to tap into your, um, your knowing doesn't make you necessarily an expert sort of, um, but it can make you feel more like one. So, my question on this episode is what if you actually don't have to be an expert with sex? What I've known um, and started to really become aware of is the more I'm willing to find out more and explore and be an adventurer, um, the more people seem to think I know about it. And then the more I start to get how much more there is to actually find out or explore. So the more you... Uh, you know, in your life, if you're thinking, oh, yes, we're going to do uh, sex the one, two, three, four, five way, uh, I've got my list, I'm going to check it off, I've got these things that I'd like to achieve during this time of copulation, and, um, you know, if I don't achieve them, I'm going to judge myself, so I need to accomplish these things during sex, and that will make me a valid sexual partner, so... That is like a lot of how people are approaching sex and a lot of how sexperts approach their information on sex. So there are some amazing, there's amazing information and not all of it is the only way. So there are, you know, beautiful people doing beautiful work. There's a woman named Seda Desolates and she takes, she really does this exploration of sexuality with women. She's written books on it. Um, she does the Jade Egg. You can check her out. Um, and she has lectures and stuff on it. And there's, you know, beautiful people like Nicole Daydon, who wrote the book on slow sex, done slowly or slow sex or something like that. Um, and she is the founder of One Taste, who does uh, clitoral stroking ohm meditations um, and also blowjobs for her pleasure. They these are great sources of information. Um, they are not the only way to do things, right? So, um, you know, adding part of t for me is like if I'm willing to not be an expert, I'm going to always be willing to add to my life. So as much as, um, 
yeah, we do know physiologically, for example, that the clitoris has the most number of nerve endings in a in a woman's body. The thing is, is like, what if, um, you know, maybe uh, she's deadened some of those nerves or there's been damage or something, you know, what if, you know, instead of assuming that that's the target area to focus on, what if there's other areas, you know, the beauty of body and exploration and not having to be the expert is that you're going to be willing to explore all kinds of things, play with all kinds of things, uh, includes all kinds of different energies as well. So we have this um way of excluding things when it comes to being an expert. So I only know about this or I only know about that. And the funny thing is recently too, uh, I started to add to my life a bunch of other things. So one of them, um, and I know about a year ago started to add uh, publicly that I am like a huge fan of puppets, you know, stick my hand up something and I'm loving it, Can, being in control of it, making it talk and walk. That's my, that's my idea of fun. So it's funny, but there is this like strange and bizarre connection between copulation and puppetry for me. And it's like, I get to stick my hand in things and have fun. That's, that's my idea. So, that is probably the most obscure connection anybody's ever created between puppets and sex, but yes, I have actually done that. So the the one thing that I started to add to my life was this uh sort of puppet show, right? So it's this uh I call her Kiki and she's a she's just like a roving reporter on life. And she's not an expert in anything. She is willing to explore everything, speak with anything play with everything and give her a little insights of wisdom. Um, and so one of the things that I started to really get through choosing this creation is that I'm not just the girl who talks about sex on A to Zen, the pleasure zone. I'm actually like multiple different, um, there's so many things about me that when I actually start to add them, creates way more ease in my life. And what I find with experts is that they have this thing where they just like are focused on one thing and that might work for you. Um, but as a crazy kind of person who's more like a horse, I like to have lots of things to play with, run fields to explore. Like I am far more interested in adding to my life than just focusing on one thing. And it brings me a lot more joy. So we're going to actually head to break now. And when we come back, we're going to talk about more about how fun it is to not be an expert with sex and what actually bring to us in our lives when we come back from break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm.
What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions, or any question too large? What if you being you are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich, and today we're talking about the willingness to not be an expert in anything, actually, but we're going to specifically talk about sex today. And so one of the things that uh, I started to become aware of as people were like kind of targeting me as the sex expert um, to some to some degree, like I've actually had people kind of go, hey, you're the sex expert. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, I am? Interesting point of view. So it's not that I, I'm denying my knowing. It's that I'm aware that there's way more out there to know. So I'm not really, um, you know, desiring saying that I know it all because that would make it really unfun and what else would there be to add or learn? So uh, I'm far more interested in, in the like exploration of, of learning more, finding out more. So the thing about an expert is um, I actually thought I would look up the meaning of it. And an expert is is somebody who is wise through experience. So what we've actually started to make it seem like is somebody who knows it all. But what it truly is is a person who's wise through experience. So in a way, um, what I'm truly looking for through the experience and choosing and choosing and creating and, you know, adding information to my life is truly what an expert would be. Although what we've deemed experts to be are people who have already kind of been there or done that or something or somehow they've got this, um, it's somehow finished and complete. Like, say, for example, a surgeon, they've got that degree that says that they are an expert in surgery. Um yeah, I don't feel like my education is done or complete. And I do know, uh, you know, doctors don't finish their education just there and then. They they do continue to learn and grow. So um, just like a lot of the uh, things out there that are claiming so-and-so is as an expert, um, they often have this finite energy to it, like it's done or dead. So I'd like you to explore that if you are choosing to be the uh, sex expert, that it's more about, you know, the adventure, the experience and gaining wisdom and information um, through that and knowing and 
really honoring your knowing through that. So all these people throughout all history who have written things like the Kama Sutra, like, you know, the information on Tantra, these people um, had some insights. They created something with it, and then all of a sudden it became a phenomenon. Uh, all of a sudden, over thousands of years, it became a phenomenon. Um, and it's something that, you know, these people had had like, you know, so basically what it starts with is what I'm trying to say is what it starts with is, is a concept or something that you're aware of, an idea, and that you're willing to explore it and continue to explore it. What kind of shows up with uh, some of these writings, uh, for example, like the Kama Sutra, they kind of make it seem like that's it, that's the end of the information. Um, there's this volume of work referred to as the Kama Sutra and there's names in it and positions and there you go and that's it. Um, the thing is, uh, you know, as we exercise in different ways, stretch our bodies in different ways, do different things with our bodies, different things get invented, you know, uh, sex swings get invented, all of a sudden the Kama Sutra can completely evolve and all of a sudden, you know, you're doing positions hanging from the ceiling that you weren't doing before um, because historically they didn't have maybe a sex wing hanging from their ceiling to refer to in those writings. So always willing to like add to and explore what you can um, create with the information, you know, that maybe is already out there that you've already found. Um, again, it's like add, add, add. What can you add to your life? You know, are you looking to add um, more people in your sphere of uh, lovers? Are you looking to add more people? Uh, are you looking to have orgies? Like, what are you looking to have? So that's just going to create a whole other dynamic, too, and also get you more information. So there's so, yeah, somebody was mentioning in the chat room about the tantric chair. Yeah, so there's so many, like, different things that when you start to add these um, you know, whether they're energetic things you're going to add to your life or they're actually like external things like, you know, sex against a wall. So now you've added the wall into the component, into the whole action. There's there's so many things that can change um, your information and your knowing. So say, you know, so I'm also a martial artist. Um, I just haven't been practicing it so avidly in the last year or so, but I have had like nine years of training prior to that. Um, and in martial arts, we have this thing where uh, you do, we call it close quarter fighting. And it's basically like fighting in something like the size of um, one of those like English style telephone booths. So it's about two and a half feet, three feet by three feet or something like that. It's very small. And so you practice this close quarter fighting. And I, I often wondered like, could there be a whole practice of sex based on close quarter sex? So how many positions can you come up with that would actually go into a, in, in, into like a telephone booth size uh, thing. And then, and then there's like, you know, in martial arts too, there's also uh, where, you know, distances are bigger and martial becomes like warring factions between groups of people, right? So then it's like, wow, I can relate a lot of this like warring stuff, this martial information to sex in a lot of ways. Um, it, it's sort of part of 
all the same thing anyway. Um, it's truly an exchange of energy anyhow, um, through bodies, with bodies, and it's just that you're getting different results. One, uh, you know, you may be taking somebody down, and the other one, you might just be going down on them. So not not it's actually not that different, right? Uh, you end up on your knees probably in both cases, I think is what I'm trying to say. So with so close quarter sex could be interesting, right? You could be in a closet, you could be uh you know, in a small tiny bathroom in the shower. Um so last night I'm sure my husband's gonna appreciate this, but last night uh we were having close quarter uh sex in the shower because it was like I hadn't seen him in a long time, like long time, like a few days. <laughs> I hadn't seen him. Uh, my body was doing this crazy thing of like bleeding for almost 40 days. I finally stopped, well, 28 of 40 days, my body finally stopped bleeding. And I was like, yay. Um, and we were just like, just like couldn't handle it. So off we went to the shower. My daughter was luckily like totally preoccupied by um, TV and yay for TV. And so, yeah, we were kind of doing this close quarter sex thing, which I, I think is pretty fun. Like how many other, and I, I'm a huge fan of sex in the shower. So um, it's just like it does two jobs at once. You get clean, you know, you're done and then you're, you're already clean again. It's awesome. Love it. So it's been very, very interesting. Um, the bodies, and there seems to be more people in the chat room also having this bleeding thing. I really do wonder what it is because uh, it, I wonder if there's something going on on the planet that we're, we're contributing to um, and changing. And um, that's a whole other conversation, but very interesting um, because I do know a few other people who have whose bodies have been creating that as well. Um, and there's been no pain. I've actually had a lot of energy. It's just been interesting. Um, so the sideline of that is, uh, you know, really like how much fun can you have with um, choosing to not be the expert and getting more and more and more and more information uh, and more exploration. So literally when I started this show two years ago, it started on a whim and it started with one conversation that I had had with, um, with some people. And the conversation led me to be a guest on a show with Cass Thomas, who used to actually have a program on this station. And the conversation was called Fellatio Ratio. And in her point of view, she thought I had this amazing ease with talking about blowjobs. So I was like, hey, I actually do have an ease with talking about blowjobs. So what was funny for me was that I had not only had I had this ease with talking about blowjobs, but after that point, I, I said yes to creating this radio show, and I kind of went, what? I actually have no more information other than this thing about blowjobs. So what the heck am I going to talk about? And literally for like, I had um, some ideas about a couple guests I could bring on because they were experts. They knew what they were talking about. Um friends I knew that I thought were like, you know, highly sexual people that could be interesting to have on. And what was funny to me is that it actually like, 
kind of pushed me in, in a way, kind of encouraged me, I guess I could say, to go out and find out more. And I had been kind of doing research in my 20s, and I didn't realize that I'd actually been researching this for a really long time, and I had more information than I thought I had. Um, you know, I have uh, one of the producers of this show, um, Christine, is always laughing at me for she's like, wow, I just have the most random facts of information. And I actually do. And it's stuff that I've, you know, known for years. I just never really knew how to bring it out to the world. And this has, for me, been a great forum for it. So I just happen to have information. Um, and I happen to keep choosing to have more information and more experience. So um, my willingness to not be an expert has actually allowed me to kind of, in a way, be an expert, which is kind of funny. Um, you know, and it's also funny that I have, I do have like a lot of different things that I'm choosing to create. Like um, on a lot of the shows, you might actually hear me talking about using masturbation and sex for creation of your business through doing um, different energy things during sex or masturbation. And I've had a few people say, what, you can do that? I'm like, well, you guys are, are you not listening to my show? Because yes, you can do that. You can actually masturbate for your business. You can masturbate for uh, your health, your life, um, for the planet. You can do that. You know, you can have sex. You can copulate for that as well. Um, and if you do want more information on that, feel free to contact me because Yes, you can always have a private session. I can take you through that exercise. Um, I'm willing to take you through that exercise because I'm that kind of fun. You know, you could just get on the phone with me and you can be masturbating and I can just be guiding you. That's I'm there for you. That's what I'm, you know, that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> I don't have a point of view about it. Maybe it'll be a really great contribution to do that. Hmm, what else is possible? So uh, we're actually going to head to break now and we come back. I'm just going to rant some more about how fun it is to not be an expert about sex when we come back from break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The bars is the first class in access consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. 
the best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at A2Zen.FM. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich, and today I'm talking about the willingness to not be an expert uh, in anything, but in particular today, sex. So uh, last night, um, a friend of mine, and he's been on the show a couple times, Connor Hill, uh, he was on the show when it first started, actually. Um, he had a free online uh, talk called Let's Talk About Sex. And so I was like, oh, interesting, cool, I'm going to go listen, um, which I think might be funny because he was even like, you're going to listen to my show? I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> Who knows what you know that I don't know? Um, and he thought it was funny because he's like, aren't you like the person who always talks about sex? I'm like, yeah, so what What could I like, you know, and he realized it was really funny that he was even kind of going, wow. I'm like, yeah, me. So uh, on his show, he actually had some really great information. I was So when I got on his call, I was willing to like be, I guess they call it like the open vessel. Like I was willing to um, hear whatever it was that he had to say, especially everything that's like different than I know. Like what other information could I add to my life? He brought up a few things that I hadn't actually, maybe I'd, uh, you know, they'd been in my presence when I've been in a class or on a call, but I actually didn't really hear them until he said them, which was really cool. And sometimes you got to hear it 20 different ways from 20 different people until you hear it. One of the things um, people were talking about on that call were the opposite sex, the opposite sex, the opposite sex, and wanting to be with the opposite sex and blah, blah, blah. And he actually had pointed out on this call that he did that uh, anytime you say that you desire being with the opposite sex, you're actually creating opposition. So you're already setting yourself up to have separation and uh, like issues. So to oppose each other. I was like, hot damn, that's really cool. I hadn't considered that. Um, Which is interesting because I don't usually refer to uh, bodies in general as like the opposite sex anyway but I do hear a lot of people use that and it was creating this like wonkiness in my universe and so it could be the other sex or the desirable sex so he he pointed out some things on that call that were really fun and listening to it from a guy's perspective um i might actually bring him back on the show to talk more about it um was very fun and uh so you know how many people can you actually listen to speak with that can 
you know, add a little something to your life. And when something feels like fun to you and you get, oh yeah, you know, this, this might actually add to my life. Choose it because you never know what you're going to, it might be one tidbit like that, like the opposite and the opposite sex. That might actually contribute way more to you than you're aware of. Um, and, a lot of it too. It was really funny. I don't, you know, the people that were on his call, uh, a lot of them were women. Some of them were guys, and and he was pointing out to a lot of things um, about guys in general, uh, about how guys, in for the most part, have this thing that they have to please the woman and give her an orgasm, and they've almost created this like pressure around it uh, on themselves. So uh, he was like you know, kind of encouraging the guys to like lie back and receive because so many women would really like to be that gift too. Um, and again, like not making orgasm significant, um, which was fun because I actually had something to contribute to them too because they weren't aware of the whole uh, orgasm thing, uh, not being the climax part where you actually like squirt the come out. It's more the orgasm is the buildup. So um, yeah, so that was fun that I could be on that call and contribute that because he was aware that there was something funny about the orgasm thing. And I was like, oh, this. And, oh, okay, cool. So you never know when you're choosing to be uh, part of something, what contribution you're going to be with it. So it's um, the other part of the willingness to not be an expert for me. And it, I've written a few questions um, as a kind of a thing for this call, really enticing questions to get you guys to come and listen. And one of the things was, what if there's a way more play if you don't think you know the way? So when you start to think that you know exactly how things are going to work and exactly how that person's body works because you've been with that body already, um, as long as you start to really let that go and let go of your expectations, projections, and if you stop looking to the past to create the future, you can actually start to create way more. So if you think you know the way and you're like, okay, what's the GPS for sex here? And then, you know, GPS turns on, turn left at clitoris and stroke 32 times. Now go down south to vagina and enter the tunnel. You're now entering the tunnel. Okay, enter and now exit the tunnel and enter the tunnel again. And and GPS of sex is like, running your brain telling you what to do and you're kind of like what um i i thought there was i thought there was a different route um okay but i'm gonna listen to gps of sex because gps of sex knows what to do um and, and i read it in a book somewhere that you know um it was playboy i swear it said that if i do this and this she's gonna have her really really good uh orgasm and then yeah and then as the saying in the chat room, recalculate. Yes, recalculate. Oh, no, we have entered anus instead of vagina. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, she likes anus. Oh, okay, excellent. Different tunnel. Where is this going to take us? But the recalculation is like this readjustment in the person's universe to like, oh, now what do I do? And they go into their head a lot. So instead of going into your head during sex, if you notice that you're going into your head, 
and you're like trying to sink yourself into an orgasm, yes, you can do that. However, your body would also like to be included. So please bring your energy down into your crotch and out your feet and or what do you know? Because you might actually know a different way to, to do that too. And um, yeah, there is some woman in the world who's actually been proven to be able to have uh, mental orgasms and they've she's mentally orgasmed and they've actually done brain scans on her and her mental orgasms or energetic mental orgasms are actually more intense in the brain than uh, when she is actually having an orgasm or compared to most uh, like a baseline orgasm in a brain. So there, there's an interesting bit of crazy information I had to give you guys today. And I know there was studies done and there was also a, a documentary with her in it so you can try and find that if you like i don't know what it was called i watched it years ago so <laughs> yep there's my interesting tidbit for the day so if you are willing to play and you're willing to not pretend that you know the way where can you go so turn off the gps that tells you where to go and how to do things and turn on your internal knowing I know that for most of my life, I actually have a really great capacity with um, locations of things. Even when I was a child, I could be dropped off in the middle of literally nowhere or somewhere I'd never been before. Um, and, and and I actually had this experience as a kid uh, going up to a lake that I'd never been to before. And my dad was not able to figure out where to go. And I didn't know how to read a map, but I kept on saying, you that place, you know, we just passed that road. You got to turn there. You got to. And I didn't even really know my left from my right. I think I was. Yeah, I don't even know how old I was. I was pretty young. And, um, you know, don't you know what? He finally finds a place where he can ask. And don't you know for sure? Yep, it was that street that I had said, go there, Dad, go there. Uh, so he started trusting me a lot more with my. Uh, and at the time, there what we didn't have the words GPS. So he was like, she was. He just kept on referring to me as like a map. Um, so I did have that amazing capacity. And, um, you know, as technology has come up, it's like I started to not trust that. So if the GPS can be equivalent, like equivalent to uh, all the sex books in the world, um, and then your knowing, like my knowing as a kid, could be equivalent like, you know, my direction of knowing where to go could be equivalent to what you and your natural knowing is, how much more fun could you have than trying to follow the GPS that keeps on telling you to relocate because you thinks you don't know where you're going, but somehow you actually do know where you're going. So, yes, I was actually Siri before Siri was cool. <laughs> I totally was. And uh, probably more uh, well, Siri's pretty funny, so uh, I think maybe me and Siri were on par for for humor. So one of um, also one of the things that I know is that the more that we are willing to just really stop trying to find the answers, the more fun you can have. That's really part, like the major part of it is really allowing yourself more creativity. So when you allow your creativity to flow, uh, how much more fun can you have when you don't have to act like you always know? The know-it-alls are fun, and um, no, I'm a pretty freaking good know-it-all. And 
the more I'm willing to acknowledge that I'm a know-it-all. So I've been doing some clearings, like what energy, space, and consciousness can me and my body be to be the know-it-all I truly be. I've been doing a lot of different ones, but that's one of them. Um, it, I actually don't have to be such a smart aleck all the time or to be right all the time. Um, so the willingness to be an energy will actually allow you to, to change it and not be at the effect of it. So would you be willing to be completely sloppy with sex? Like what energy, space, and consciousness can you and your body be to be, uh, you know, sexually fumbling with total ease? It's like when we're willing to kind of be clumsy and fumbling, then the chances are uh, we aren't going to be obsessed with that thought and fumble and be clumsy, you know? Uh, this actually applies to a lot of different areas of your life, even if you are, say, an athlete and you're about to do something, uh, say, skating or something. And if you're willing to be the failure or the worst um, skater ever, it can actually contribute to you being way better at it than ever before. So we're going to head off to break. And when we come back, we're going to wrap up the show and look at um, how awesome all of you guys are in your expertise and knowing and what else is possible with that when we come back from break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S., Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com. Now back to the program. 
Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelanić, and today I'm talking about the willingness to not be an expert in anything, but particularly in sex. So for those of you listening to this show, that might seem really hilarious, especially after, you know, almost two years of programs going out. Um, and, you know, basically I share information that doesn't make me the expert. I am, like, I really love exploration and I really love uh, adding things to my life. So for those of you um, who have been looking desperately, trying to find your niche, trying to find your expertise, what if it's something completely different? So the more you're actually willing to have fun and play, uh, you might start to notice where you actually like putting your energy. And that can change all the time. So some days it's really, really fun for me to play with the radio show and get different titles and different shows posted. And some days it's way more fun for me to be playing with puppets or writing or something else. So I'm not the kind of person who does the same thing every day. Um, I do know that I would probably be suicidal and insane. Um, and I actually do have some friends who are doing a call on suicide. So if you are feeling suicidal or insane, you might want to check out their call. It's actually called Changing the Conversation with Suicide. You can find it on Facebook. Um, that was a total side note. But, um, you know, for me, it's like the more I'm willing to have fun, uh, the more things change. And I do get to you that a lot of things that I was waiting and waiting and waiting to do, when I finally step into them and choose them, uh, whether it's 10 seconds after I've become aware of it or 10 or 20 years after I've become aware of it, uh, it just makes things so much more easy and things flow with way more ease, you know? So including my, you know, multiple weeks of menstrual cycles, they flow with more ease too. <laughs> so there's um, there's so much to actually receive from the willingness to not be an expert. So when you look at that energy too of expert, how is it light or heavy to you? I am an expert in sex. Oh my God, for me that's like so heavy. But if I say I really love, you know, I really enjoy um, exploring and playing in the energies of sex, copulation, and bodies, that for me is way more lighter and true than I am an expert in sex. Even when I look at people like Sue Johansson, who had that sex show that I listened to, you know, growing up, truly was she a sex expert? She she actually wasn't. She had a lot of great information and knows a lot about anatomy. And even there, what can be added you know, to information uh, energetically. Like, there's so much that not all of us can impossibly in this lifetime tap into all of it, or is it possible that we could tap into all the information about, one, you know, one particular subject? I bet you could probably spend an entire lifetime just, you know, investigating flowers. So, if you can spend a lifetime investigating flowers, how much time could you spend or lifetime and energy could you actually invest in um, bodies, uh, discovering things about bodies, pleasure and uh, sexualness, sexuality and copulation? Like so much time. 
so much energy actually be invested in that if you chose that? And um, how many lifetimes have you already invested in that? And can you tap into that information and bring it to this lifetime now? So you can. You actually, you know, all those lifetimes where you were, um, you know, if you've been around for more than one lifetime, the chances are you've probably had sex more than once. It's possible. Uh, there are going to be lifetimes where you were choosing the austerity of no sex for various particular reasons or lack of people being around or something. So you actually have a lot more experience than you think you have. And, you know, just maybe you could tap into all of those and get how truly aware you are um, of bodies and pleasure and what you and the gift that you be to bodies and the gift that other bodies be to you and beings. It's it's such an uh it's such a beautiful thing to be, you know, willing to receive from everybody. Uh, and that's part of, you know, getting into the expertise is the willingness to receive from everybody. So it's their information, it's their energy, it's awareness that you get. Um, whether they're your playmate or whether they're a friend or whatever, there, there's so much that we can receive from each other and the planet. And, you know, sometimes even just, uh, watching animals and their, their natural state of copulating, like, heck, maybe they've got a position that you haven't tried yet. Or, you know, their willingness to just be like, hey, let's get it on with no significance is pretty freaking cool too. There's this, um, no significance kind of um, beauty that that is in nature that can create so much more ease in our relationships and in sex that if we're willing to have that no significance and experts have significance so this is where I'm coming from is that everything all the information from an expert is actually very significant and valid um, and if you're willing to make it not so significant or not insignificant, but just information. You can have a lot more fun with it. So I want to thank all of you for listening today, for being on with me. Um, and please, if this is the first episode you've listened to, check out the archives. Have fun with the archives. And um, also, if you'd like to contact me or friend me on Facebook, you can do that. And you can check out my website at www.malitzajelinek.com. I want to say thank you, everybody, and have a great week. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.